I'm Steve Schwartz, founder of Pro Influence, and you're listening to Startup Spotlight, a podcast series featuring innovative consumer-based startup companies and their passionate founders. Welcome to Startup Spotlight, episode number 13. Today, we're showcasing Rind, an innovative CPG startup based in New York City. Rind is disrupting the $2 billion dried fruit market with an innovative new product that health-conscious consumers love. Joining us now from New York is Matt Weiss, founder of Rind. Hi, Matt. Thank you for coming on Startup Spotlight today. Thanks, Steve. My pleasure. Happy to be here. Matt, can you uh, please just start with explaining what Rind is to our audience and how you differentiate yourself from traditional dried fruit? Be happy to. So Rind is a line of tangy and craveable dried fruit snacks that's focused on the power of the peel. And I'd say we differentiate in three main ways. One, our emphasis on those health benefits that are present in the rind to the greatest concentration in the skin of the fruit. It amps up the nutritional profile by preserving the peel, particularly on the fiber side. Two is we don't use any preservatives or added sugar in our fruit. That's common in a lot of dried fruit snacks is the use of sulfur dioxide as an agent to enhance the color and the shelf life of dried fruit. We don't use any of that. And three, we use more unique and tangy flavors in our blends, and we use fruits that are unconventional in the fruit snack space. So for example, persimmon with the rind on, blood orange with the skin on, and kiwi with the fuzz on. And our customers really love bright, bold, tangy flavors, which is something unique. Yeah, and you just mentioned one of the fruits that you use, uh, persimmon. What What is persimmon? Yeah, we get more questions about persimmon than just about any other ingredient we use. It's sort of the best-kept secret that's grown in California. It's a fruit that's native to Asia. The word persimmon is Latin for fruit of the gods. What's really special about it is the vitamin content in the fruit, particularly in the rind, uh, is stellar. So it's got a very high vitamin A and vitamin C content along with beta-carotene given the orange color. It looks like a tomato when fresh and when dried. They come in these beautiful slices that almost look like sand dollars. I describe the taste as somewhere between sort of a mango and a peach with a date-like consistency and texture. And we think our use of persimmon is very unique. There's no company we know of in the dried fruit space that's also using persimmon. And we get more feedback on that one that it's a fan favorite. So we're figuring out ways to continue to use it in other blends. How did you come up with the idea for Rind itself? So Rind has always been one of several ideas I kick around in my head from time to time. And I've always been interested in the snack space. You know, sort of noticed the trend occurring many years ago that people no longer eat three square meals a day, but they sort of snack in 10 different occasions throughout the day, so to speak. And people are looking for more and more convenient, nutritious options. And so when I thought of a business to start, I'm always drawn to sleepy categories that haven't seen a lot of innovation or disruption. And that's fits the dried fruit and nut category to a T, where it's largely private label. Sometimes it's bulk bin Mm -hmm. aisles of the natural store. And I thought there was a great opportunity with a branded product focused on a nutritional profile very different from everything else that was out there in a bright, sexy package. And so that was the idea of Rind. The actual history as to why this focus on the peel came from lessons I learned from my great-grandmother. Her name is Helen Seitner. 
She was born and raised in Michigan. She had a health food store in the 1920s in Flint, Michigan. So she was a real uh, health food nut, a real pioneer in the field as a female entrepreneur and in the space. I just remember growing up hearing her stories when she was in her 90s and lived to 100 about the importance of letting no part of the fruit or vegetable go to waste, and particularly the the peel. And so it kind of just came together. I, I was always snacking on dried fruit, and that, in conjunction with the legacy of my great-grandmother, just the light bulb went off. What if we focused the, the whole business around the rind? Wow. So it really has a legacy in your family, this business. Absolutely. Now, as a kid, uh, I would go to cafeteria with friends and open up our lunch boxes, and I was always the kid with the carrot sticks and <laughs> right. the better, the better for you snacks. While my friends were having the Kool Aid and you know graham crackers, and everything. Yeah, so I grew up and I begrudged it as a kid, but now I'm very grateful for you know my parents and my great grandparents instilling sort of a love of healthy eating and you know better for you lifestyle. Yeah, well, as you mentioned earlier, that a better for you lifestyle, you know, has really taken off. You know, where can health conscious consumers buy Ryan today? You know, we ship to all 50 states. We're online via Amazon and our own site, which is rind.com, R I N D. Nationally, and this is very exciting, we launched with uh, Whole Foods 365 in the east. We can be found in Kings and Balducci's chain. On the West Coast, we can be found in markets like Erewhon in California. And we're just getting started. We have a full slate of retailers we're going to be rolling out with in 2019. That's really impressive. I mean, you guys initially launched when? Yeah, we came onto market with the first three SKUs in March of 2018. And that was just Mm -hmm. online. And we've slowly been building out. It hasn't been slow. It's been fast, actually. Building out our presence in our home market of New York City, and then after going to all these food shows, we're picking up lots of interest from bigger chains around the country. I bet, but that's amazing just after roughly nine months of being out there and available to the public that you're already in you know, chains like Whole Foods 365 and, and getting all kinds of other attention. And it sounds like you've been very successful online, e-commerce, Amazon. Are most of your sales today direct-to-consumer or is it retail? started on the direct-to-consumer side, that's been the bulk of our sales today, but we see a more balanced mix. I think it's so important for a brand to you know, have a hybrid strategy these days. We see it being more balanced in 19, but today the business has really taken off on the direct-to-consumer side. Well, with the last nine months kind of being on fire, what's your current growth of business month over month? It's been difficult to manage in a good way. It's one of those high-quality problems where we had a really stellar September, October to the point where we blew out of our inventory. Um, And so we're candidly most focused on locking up our supply chain of fruit and giving enough lead time to our co-packer. All of our fruit, I should have mentioned, is sourced in California. It's all non-GMO certified. We use organic ingredients where we can. And so really getting a handle around the growing seasons and the cycles and positioning ourselves with much more aggressive inventory levels going into the first half. We feel really excited to meet the demand that we're seeing and triple-digit month-over-month growth. And we're on track to see a really spectacular year two here. Matt, with your success with Ryan, particularly online, you're probably getting a pretty good picture of who your consumer is. Who are your best customers so far? Who are the people who are buying and, and repeat purchasing Ryan products today? Yeah, and that's the great part about 
sort of starting with a direct-to-consumer business, you can glean a lot of data as to sort of who your customers are, where they're located, what their age ranges are, um, what they might also have in their shopping carts, et cetera. And so what we found is that the beauty of dried fruit is, you know, the appeal casts a wide net. We're seeing particular success among, I'd say, a young sort of 25 to 45 health-conscious consumer focused on ingredient simplicity and transparency. That's one set. The other is sort of an adventurous, active lifestyle outdoor enthusiast where they're taking, you know, a bag of rind with them on hikes or to the gym or to a fitness class. And then the third set, I'd say, are a lot of these office snackers. And that's another area we're targeting where, you know, you're at work all day, you're at the computer, you're on the go, and the ability to just have a healthy pantry full of good, wholesome ingredient product is another big market. So I'd say those three, and then finally, sort of the environmentally aware, sustainability-focused customers is the final group that we're speaking to and resonating with. I'm guessing, based on my own experience, that your repeat purchase is pretty high. Yeah, we're seeing terrific repeat purchase intent. We're hearing from a lot of customers that they wanted to see even smaller snack sizes that they could mm-hmm. put in you know, school snack packs, throw in their briefcase, take to the beach. And so we moved to two sizings. We did our sort of three ounce resealable pouch that had two servings of fruit. And we also launched a single serve snack pack, if you will, a one and a half ounce serving. And so we're really excited to be launching that in a number of office locations like WeWork and Twitter headquarters. We think snacking uh, while at work that a lot of companies are providing as an amenity to their employees, part of a healthy lifestyle is, is a big opportunity for us. The other thing I'll mention that's great about retaining the peel on the dried fruit is that the fiber content is really amplified. You get three times the fiber content in addition to the vitamin content of unpeeled dried fruit. And what that does is it really creates a very satisfying snack. So we kind of call it conscious snacking, which is why a single-serve bag works so well is because of the fiber, it really fills you up and is a satisfying, certainly wholesome snack. So it's, it's conscious snacking. Well, you know, most entrepreneurs, they'll tell you that they're on a roller coaster, you know, some great experiences and maybe not so great experiences. But I always like to ask my successful entrepreneurs, you know, is there a fun behind the scenes story that you could kind of tell us about your journey so far? I absolutely agree with the roller coaster comment. Not all roses, but it has been an amazing adventure. And one in particular stands out was when we first started with our initial product development, we were doing it in our apartment in New York. My wife and I have young children and we purchased the smallest footprint commercial dehydrator we could afford and we could contain in a New York apartment. And we started dehydrating fruit and you really, to get to the right moisture level, it can take 24, 48 hours at a time to dehydrate slices of fresh fruit. And we were running these things constantly in a pretty small building such that we ended up blowing the power to the whole building. This was right in the middle of the summer. The snacks turned out delicious, which we obviously shared generously with our neighbors. But I think from there we realized, boy, to really scale this, we have to work with, you know, much more commercially (laughs) equipped kitchens and co-packers. But it was all part of the test, you know, what works, what flavors we liked, what was the texture we were going for. And we learned that the hard way that, you know, residential apartment buildings are probably not the greatest place to start concept like this, but certainly creates a great story. Oh my gosh, that is an incredible story. I can just see you in your apartment (laughs) being the mad scientist trying to figure out the right formula for dehydrating, you know, this unique fruit in the middle of the summer and then blowing the power. It was wild. Man, that's a great story. That is awesome. 
Hey, Matt, with the success that you've had in the early stages of Rind, you've obviously learned a lot. Is there a best practice that you've experienced that you could share with other entrepreneurs that are just getting started? Definitely. I would say one of the biggest lessons we've had with Rind is to not be afraid to put your product out into the market before it's perfected. So my whole thought there is don't let perfection be the enemy of good and make sure you bring your product to market when there's enough meat on the bone, but before it's sort of fully dressed, because if you wait too long, you might miss that window of opportunity when the market's really ready, because that's how you iterate, evolve and get better. Yeah, I think that's great advice. On the business side, Matt, many CPG startup companies typically require a lot of capital to get started and then to grow. Is Grind currently raising capital? And if you are, how is that new capital going to be used? Great questions. To date, we've bootstrapped the business and we're hitting the point where as larger retailers sort of want to test the product in their stores in sort of regional sets and then if it performs, then to expand out. So we are actively having conversations with a number of seed-focused CPG funds, incubators, accelerators. It's really, there's an unbelievable wealth of resources available to food entrepreneurs. So we do anticipate raising some capital in 2019, sort of a seed round to really help us manage some new orders that we have coming in and the projections we have for the business and really to hire sort of a sales force to support a lot of the stores we're going to be in. So we really want to have feet on the street. We want to do a lot of demo in-store to drive awareness, help people understand the differentiation of a Rindon fruit product. Matt, clearly with Rind, what you're doing is you're disrupting a really sleepy dried fruit kind of snack category. It seems to me like you have the potential to go beyond dried fruit with the direction that you're going. Do you have some ideas? Do you have a vision for taking Rind beyond just dried fruit? Yeah, it's a great point, Steve, and we certainly do. And there's sort of a reason why we called the brand Rind and Rind Snacks, not Rind Fruit, because we really see this brand extension opportunity beyond just the focus on the peel of the fruit, but the skin of whether it's root vegetables, whether it's skin on nuts like Marcona almonds, cashews roasted in their skins. There's a reason why there's greater nutritional content and mineral content in the skin, whether it's fruit, vegetable, or legume, such that we think Rind can really be a platform brand and Rind could serve as an umbrella that would allow us to extend from sweet snacks today with fruit into savory snacks sort of tomorrow. A lot of companies in that space that have done an amazing job, but we want to look at that category and focus on the exterior of the fruit or veg and focus on all the nutritional power that's in the skin. We want to be the skin on snack brand. When our listeners see Rind online or they see it on their grocery store shelves, what's the one thing that you want them to remember about this conversation when they see the product? I'd say the one thing I would distill it to is sort of our tagline, which is keep it real, eat the peel. We really stand for an authenticity, the integrity of the fruit and nothing added to it, using the entirety of the fruit, which makes it more sustainable fights food waste. And then obviously using these authentic flavors without any additives make it just a wholesome, delicious, snackable slice. And that's what we're all about. So that's why we say keep it real, eat the peel. Yeah, I love that. Congratulations on a great start. Thanks so much, Steve. It's been a pleasure. That'll wrap things up for this episode of Startup Spotlight. I'm Steve Schwartz of Pro Influence. Please give us your feedback and share this podcast with your family, friends, and colleagues. 
You can find all Startup Spotlight episodes on SoundCloud, iTunes, and Stitcher. Thanks for listening, and be on the lookout for our next episode coming soon. We'll be right back.